So, this recording is happening literally right now. 30 hours later than we usually do it. So, <laughs> actually almost f- not even 48. It's about 32. We usually record Saturday 11 a.m. But today, or not today, but this time, we are recording Sunday night, quarter to 9, 8.45 p.m. Okay, so that's 24 plus almost 9 o'clock, which would be 10 hours later. So, 34 hours. Pretty close, and I just randomly guessed. When will Crown Royal make mouthwash? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, what? <laughs> it's just <laughs> you brush your teeth and then you use mouthwash and it's the Crown Royal mouthwash. From the intro. That just <laughs> that just <laughs> that just tastes like the Canadian whiskey it is. It's not like bad. Cuz I this is actually the first time I'm having it. <sighs> Century Fox presents Greg. Oh hey Lucas, you want to grab your Beautiful Calcestis replica lightsaber and yeah. show your custom uh, font. Show it off a wee bit. I'm kind of surprised that you're hesitating to grab it. I just sat down. But you just sat down over there too. I was kneeling on my knees. So Our boy is grabbing his saber. Wait, you actually have to like... What? Oh, you just don't have the battery in. All no, I just keep the battery out. This is my Cal Kestis replica lightsaber that I got from CR Sabers. Shout out to um, my boy, you know. Your boy. My man. Your boy. It's um, your saber dealer. If you want anything on, on the course on oh. black market, go to CR Sabers. <laughs> it's not a black market. <laughs> the black market on Coruscant. That's how you get your sabers. Century Fox presents Greg. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Courtesy of. Hold up, hold up. That's not. Courtesy of the boys here, Cody, for. That entire sound font is a mix of all of our voices. Not an entire thing. Not the clashes or the lot. Not the clash. Not yet. It's not that advanced yet. But <coughs> yet. <laughs> pretty funny. I am Colin Precious. <laughs> I mean, and that would be a good... you are listening to the This is your Coruscant Nighttime Radio. Here on 1313 FM Radio. Starring DJ Skywalker. <laughs> that, I, that was kind of satisfying this here to yeah. combine everything like yeah, that. Yeah. That was pretty yeah, that's pretty sick. Experimental unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. They call themselves 
the Bad Batch. Hello and welcome everybody back to episode 11. 12. We are uh, plus one, 12, episode 12. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm just going to restart that, hold up. Hello and welcome everybody. <laughs> 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 oh, to be honest, this is almost better. <laughs> I don't know, I'm probably just going to like... Episode 12, let's go. No, don't do that. Hello and welcome everybody to episode 12 of Jabba's Pit Crew, JPC for short. Uh, we got Cody, Adrian, and me. Aiden is not here. Jeffrey. Where are you, Jeffrey? We need you. <clears throat> and so it's just us three. Um, episode 12, <laughs> we're going to talk about, uh, the Bad Batch episode four and other things and other things, um, quickly start Although the other things are first. The other we're gonna, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk other things and then Bad Batch and then we're going to, what we did was yeah. completely behind the scenes. We completely revamped how we're going to do things. So it was a little more detail oriented. So hopefully. hopefully we don't get too sidetracked for the yeah. next or the rest of the season at least. Yeah. But yeah. But so then Loki to... might come out and be like, screw that shit. <laughs> Time's going to be messed with Yeah. Me, we'll see. Anyways. <laughs> Loki's not told next month, so. Currently today. Yes. Focusing on the Bad Batch episode four. But first, there are some quick news topics that I would like to get into just because news topics are cool to keep up with current events. Because they're new. The universe. And the number one is huge. They're new. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are okay. First one's not exactly new, but it's the first time that fans are really getting a confirmation that this is going on. Publicly new. Publicly, mm -hmm. yes. So, and again, our boy, it's huge. Our, our boy, man, our our the the man, the myth, the legend himself, the man who trained other under Uncle George, George Lucas <laughs> since two thousand and five. Just kidding. Just our boy Dave Filoni gets a promotion to exec executive producer slash creative director. And this is... Very, of Lucasfilm. Yes. So this is technically about a year old for news. But like we just said, it's very new to the public. And thank goodness that he's getting that kind of control. What this means is everything that the story... As far as I'm aware, everything that the story group or anyone who works in that kind of department, every single thing or the big ideas go through Filoni. So if there is no stamp from Filoni for a certain idea, that idea won't happen. The only person he, I guess he technically answers to is Kathleen Kennedy at this point. And Bob Iger? Or is that different? I have no idea where Iger fits in all this. I just know that he only answers to Kennedy at this point. <coughs> but this is all just what I've gathered from a bunch of people because everyone's talking about this. So I figured let's hop on this bandwagon just because we're fans and we're a fan of Filoni and his work for Clone Wars and Rebels. And he technically did Resistance. I've never seen a single episode of Resistance. I don't intend to either. <laughs> I don't intend to. But he also did a lot of work on The Mandalorian with Jon Favreau. So yeah, he getting this promotion... And the fans knowing about it, I think Star Wars is going to be heading in the right direction for a long time. But yeah, that's it or on so that first hope. one. Sorry, hope. Yeah, exactly. 
The second thing that I came across, there were a bunch a a bunch of spinoffs that were announced on the Investors Day, and one of those shows is called The Rangers of the New Republic, which was set to take place during the time of The Mandalorian. Kind of a massive cinematic crossover event, kind of like the Marvel stuff. But uh, Rangers was canceled. I'm pretty sure it's not happening anymore anytime soon. And there was technically no official reasoning behind it, but what could be some of those reasons? I don't know what was the question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the main reason a lot of people, I mean, I'm guessing the main reason a lot of people think is because Cara Dune was supposed to be basically the face of that series, Mm -hmm. the main character, and because she got fired from Lucasfilm, that doesn't exactly work. But I feel like... But they had recasted it too, so... yeah. But Loki, I'm kind of glad they're not doing it though, because you can't pull off a Marvel and have all this shit released. I mean, you could, but you got to do it right. But okay, we talked about this like last episode or two. Aiden said like it's sometimes it's not always good to do a spinoff off of a spinoff. Because sometimes, because he was saying something like they might enjoy that aspect of the tv show inside that tv show but not maybe not as a separate tv show itself you know what i mean i get that but i think well one of the i think this is someone who's never seen this show but i've just kind of gathered from information uh, i that's i've been told i've been heard so game of thrones is one of the top tv shows of all time and what they did is that, just from what I've heard, I've never seen anything from this show. Same. And their formula was basically like you would spend time with a certain group of people for like two or three episodes, and then you switch back to another part of the universe. Or I guess, yeah, we'll stick with the universe. You go back to a different part of the universe and you go with a different, pe- different group of people, and then you go back and forth. Pretty, <laughs> and much, pretty much every episode is limited to... A certain number of groups or or persons yeah it's like instead kind of like like if you take marvel as an example um they instead of having all 30 people have you know two minutes in a movie it'll be three or four people each having like 20 minutes or so and like, or 15 like seconds. <laughs> cameos. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, just like using a different example. Yeah, like, like instead of having all the characters having small parts all at the same time, because all these things are happening at the same time, it's mm-hmm. um, you focus on four, like three to five people, and okay, this is what's happening, and we're going to keep coming back and forth between them. But these are the only people you really, like, you're focused on at the moment. Are you talking about movies or TV shows? I'm I'm using... MCU. MCU, kind of, and, like, just kind of general general topics to explain, like, the way they did Game of Thrones. So I guess it kind of makes sense why people are... Yeah, I guess people would be kind of against that kind of a spinoff off of a spinoff. 
but at the same time it would be in the same timeline as Mandalorian so it's like the Marvel Marvel's Defenders I think is a pretty decent example of this what their kind of model is because the you can watch once one hero let's say Daredevil and you watch the three seasons that are on Netflix and then you end up watching like Luke Cage or something or Jessica Jones and then you end up at the same point in time Daredevil season one takes place or something like that or maybe just like in between one and two but the actual timeline is like you watch season one of Daredevil and then you do Jessica Jones and then you do Daredevil season two and then you do this one this one this and this one so I think they are kind of like maybe without intentions of doing it but they seem to be modeling off of that kind of thing where you'd watch like Mandalorian season one and then Mandalorian season two, because that's when you get all your first cameos or maybe even, maybe even like Mando season one and then Ranger season one, Mando season two, Ahsoka season one, and then like Ranger season one or something like that. So it's kind of like, that's how I kind of thought of it. it was like the Marvel's Defenders kind of format where you just watch a season and then the season and then the season. Yeah. But I do understand the whole spinoff off of spinoff might not work, but if I think about it that way, like the Marvel Defenders, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But I like, do think since I didn't really hear like a whole a whole lot about it or what's going to be happening in it, it's not too mm-hmm. big of a deal for me that it got canceled. No. Yeah. I don't really like me the <laughs> biggest um, the biggest piss off for most fans is that Gina Carano got fired mm-hmm. from it, and there's. I have heard some rumors that she might be asked to be coming back from Favreau or something to make it work because it's not only like you fired Gina Carano, but now you've got the entire story group that have to rewrite the entire script if they want to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. So you've got to rewrite your leads. And if they're going to bring someone like Harris and Dula from rebels, you'd have to rewrite the script to fit her character. Yes. Cause so yeah. it's a big job for the writers to redo it. Because Cardoon and Harris and Dula are similar, but also entirely different. Yeah. Because they have well, they, different backgrounds. Yeah, I was about to say, they probably have vastly different backgrounds. And one is human and one is Twilight. Uh, Twilight so. Yeah. It has been rumored, only rumored. Thankfully. Only rumored. Thankfully. Only rumored. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> that, <laughs> Thankfully. Thank you. That uh, Brie Larson is rumored to be in Star Wars. And mainly for being the most powerful Jedi ever. What are your thoughts? More com- more powerful combined with Luke and Vader. More powerful. I think I've seen that too. Than the powerfulness of um, father and son. Yes, that one. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> the entire core of. But I was just reading here. Um, it was saying something of creating their own universe a brand new Star Wars universe with a brand new mythology separate from the current one which is Hmm. I don't like that because I have this I know Brie Larson is an amazing amazing actress in all the different movies but going off of Captain Marvel as being a super powerful being in the MCU and then being rumored to be in Star Wars as another super all-powerful female Jedi. I don't Seems like that. Seems recycled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. 
by <clears throat> Disney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the like I'm really annoyed that if this would happen, I don't care if Brie Larson were to be in Star Wars, it bothers me that she would be this all-powerful character. <clears throat> For the same reasons why I don't think the all-powerful Star Killer should be brought into canon. Yeah. And that's simply because he's way too powerful and will create a lot of plot holes with the already established universe. As much as I love Starkiller <laughs> in Legends, fitting into canon timeline is never going to work unless you they have to nerf the crap nerf out shit out of him. Yeah. Because you like, can't don't show him pulling down a Stark destroyer using the force. Just keep that Legends. Cuz I think we we've, <laughs> we've brought this up a few times and it's like you'd create the plot hole where it's like why didn't Vader just force the Tantive Four towards him in Rogue One? Or something like that. And Vader is the chosen one. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't create someone so late in the you franchise's the existent, existence and say, oh yeah, there was someone that was more powerful than Vader, the chosen one, the one who was supposed to have the most Metachlorian count of all Jedi. Despite what you say about Metachlorians, I don't care. It works for me. Yes. I'm fine with it. But you can't... It's basically a retcon of what the original George Lucas story was. Yeah. And it doesn't work for me. Anything that George Lucas has done remains the official canon, and you must work around it. You cannot retcon it. As much as you would like to, don't try it. And don't even, like, I don't even... Just keep the multiverses away from Star Wars. No, keep, that MCU. keep that to MCU. Keep, <laughs> it's not even like just like the MCU, but the, it yeah. works in the MCU. Yeah. But it doesn't work in Star Wars because it is supposed to be one simultaneous story. Yes. The most I would want to see in any sort of multiverse like potential or area would be a what if series. Or something building off maybe the World Between Worlds episode. Something... And- do that as a what if series. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Or something. But another thing I don't really like the idea of having Brie Larson or whatever, a more powerful Jedi than the Chosen One. It just kind of gives off, to me, it gives off the same vibe as Rey Skywalker. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> as much as you don't like it, I'm just going to say it. Or Rey Gross. Palpatine That's or whatever. Because. <laughs> I am so dumb. If they if had written. Like, I like. Daisy Ridley, uh, yeah, she's cool. but how they wrote Ray in the sequels, Whoa. and those main Sorry. characters in the sequels is just—it's hard for me to like. But I just, yeah. And again, we're not trying to depreciate your love for the sequel trilogy if you're a fan of it. We just simply don't connect with it. So if you connect with it. Good on you. You're just as much of a Star Wars fan as the original trilogy fans and the prequel trilogy fans. Yeah. Like, personally, the sequels for me, story, not so much, but cinematography and looks, great. Spectacular. Choreographies can be better, but yeah. <clears throat> Debatable. Anyways. Debatable. I think we should move on. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's. Get into Bad Batch episode four. It opens with the Bad Batch, which still consists of Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, 
and Echo and Omega. 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 So they want to land on Idaflor. They do, uh they don't have enough fuel or rations, so they land on Pantora. Um I just searched up um Idaflor on w- Wikipedia and it's literally just the information we got from Bad Batch. So <laughs> So it's brand new. Okay, yeah, it's brand Sounds new. Sounds good. <laughs> um, Ida Floor was an astronomical, astronomical object which was uninhabited by the time of the Imperial Era. Clone Commanders Bad Batch considered it, but they moved to Pantora. That's it. Yeah, so they don't so. actually know. Yeah. Pantora yeah. was the primary moon in orbit around the planet Orto Plutonia. Plutonia? Pluton- mm. In the Pantora system, in Outer Rim. Right before they split up, it sh- it gives a cameo of Fennec Shand, who is in Mandalorian, Ooh. Ooh. holding the same puck thing for a bounty for Omega, which was pretty significant. Um, but moving on, um, Wrecker and Tex stay to fix the ship and to deal with some stuff. And then Hunter, o- Omega, and uh, Echo go to get food stuff. Um, they get split up. Because Omega gets distracted. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> typical. Uh, Fennec finds her um, and then starts to, quote unquote, help her to find her friends. And there's a whole bunch of random fighting and chasing. Random. <laughs> <laughs> just like random fighting. Just because. Well, they punch it is. civilians. Kind of like here and there, <laughs> here and there. Yeah. They punch civilians. They punch police officers. I mean, officers, I mean Fennec literally throws a dude out from the sky, out of his like <laughs> speeder thing, in, like out in the middle of the sky. Like It's just like Anakin and <laughs> Ahsoka. It's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, Anyways. It might even be. It's almost the Wilhelm scream when it happens to you. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> but... They manage to get all back together at the ship and they leave Fentor up. And then Fennec goes and pages to somebody who obviously we don't know and says that the target got away, but she'll find him. I'll find him. And then yeah. it's like, credits. Yes. Or yes. should I say, roll credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So the biggest thing that stood out for me was obviously, I mean, I would hope that it stuck out to most people, but Fennec Shan being in the episode. Yeah. That was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I, d- I didn't actually mind her entrance at all. Like, the little, just a quick little pan. Mm-hmm. Just sim- a simple thing. She swivels around the chair. Gets the bounty puck thing, which, like you said, is relative to the bounty pucks that we see in the Man- Mandalorian. And we know by the time of the Mandalorian uh, timeline is that She's part of the Bounty Hunters Guild. What if it's Grief Karga? That's what I was actually about to get into. Because so he's not actually a good guy until like the end of season one. Yeah. Of Mandalorian. I did. So I guess I'll go into my second theory first. But <laughs> I was going to... So I I was actually going to say the first thing first because it kind of transitions into the, bound, the guild. So I think let's go into my first theory first. The... Uh, in episode three of Bad Batch, the Cam and Owens discuss phase three of their experiment. So this could, for me, I think this could be involving Omega and letting her leave the bad or with the Bad Batch in episode one was just like their only choice of securing her safety just because they know the uh, skill level of the Bad Batch. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to risk Omega being killed 
we're going to jam the doors, let her escape with the Bad Batch. She'll be safe. But we're going to hire some people to go get him. Or get her, I guess. So I think the Kaminoans could have played a part in trying or in hiring Fennec through Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the same way that like Palpatine hired or got Dooku, who got Django, who got Sam Wessel to go kill Pad- Padme in episode yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of, I think it's kind of a little bit of a parallel with Django and Sam and Sam Wessel, and this time just being Boba Fett and Fennec Shan, which of course you don't really know it's for sure it's if it's Boba. I'm just thinking it could be. It and could then, be one of the huts, Jabba the Hut. It could be Boba. It could be could. the Empire themselves. It could be the Kaminoans. It could be, I don't know, Grief Karga, something like I that. I did, I did think it could be Empire, but then I. We watched the earlier episodes, and um, just based on dialogue and what goes on, I am pretty darn sure that the Empire has no idea Omega's a thing, or like, or the the potential of what she could be. They probably just see her as a just a lab assistant, right? At least that's what I gathered from earlier episodes. And then mm-hmm. my second thing for. Who could have hired her? It could sim- just simply be the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yeah. Got the request. Mm-hmm. Kind of how Grief Cargo is giving uh, Din Djarin, like just like choices for what to take. And then maybe because she's really highly trained, which I'll get into that again, because that kind of sort of triggered a little bit of questioning for, my, for me watching it. That she kind of saw those choices on the table and saw the Omega bounty. And she's like, oh, that's the milk. I'm going to take it. So it could just be as simple as just simple bounty from the Bounty Hunters Guild. Mm-hmm. And we know that the Bounty Hunter subplot in Star Wars is huge. So mm-hmm. how far back does the Bounty Hunters Guild go, right? Well, their Vader did hire uh, like a handful of Bounty Hunters to search for um, Han Solo, Leia, and Luke in... New Hope, I think. Was this? You were talking about the Thieves Guild, and then that just reminded me of the OT when Vader. Oh, Empire. Empire. When you got Boba, Bosk, IG-88, Dengar, and those guys go hunt them down. Yeah. Which is literally just a brief cameo for all those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it could simply just... It could go to being as simple as just Grief Cargo got a bounty buck from the Kaminoans. I yeah. still think it's the Kaminoans who want her back, so they hired bounty hunters to go get her. But they would only pay for her to be alive. Mm-hmm. If they killed her, or, or if she died in the process of getting her back, they would either pay probably half or nothing. Because then they would be like the same situation as Django. Yeah. Yeah, bringing in Shen- uh, Fennec Shand in this sort of time period right after Revenge of the Sith is super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like we saw her in the trailer shots, but actually like thinking about the timeline of this, this is all taking place, it's super interesting to me. But it it also doesn't really make sense to me because she's also in Mandalorian, which takes place years later. Yeah. But she still looks pretty much the same age. It's like... I kind of get, like, when people saw the first, like, finalized version of Fennec for the animation, it was like, why does she look so weird? But it was like, if you take 
like she was probably meant to look 20 years younger than what she does does in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So that was my my first thing that popped out in the episode. Was her first appearance in Star Wars Mandal- Mandalorian? Yep. Or is she previous? Okay, so episode it is like season one, episode five. Yeah. So when she does appear in there, like that's that's the big thing. It's like, oh, who is this? Yeah. Because I was gonna say, like, if she has any significance elsewhere, then it would help us fit it. But if she doesn't, then, no, she's brand. Then it's kind of like, okay, we don't exactly know how old she is. <laughs> Like maybe this is a little bit like this. Is, maybe this is like you know one of her first jobs in the bounty hunters guild, right? Like, I just had this weird thought, but she's a bounty hunter right now, Bad Batch. She gets frozen, and then thus she looks the same when she gets unfrozen, and then she works out in the Mandalorian, like Bucky Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest here. That doesn't. I will be like I'll be honest here. It doesn't actually sound that far fetched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, putting carbonite for who knows why. It yeah. it just it literally the only effects that we've actually seen from carbonite is that you can't see much after. Mm-hmm. And like, Han Solo like didn't after, age a like bit takes between a five and six. Yeah. Yeah, it, like once you put, come out of it, like it takes a while to get your sight back. Yeah, I mean it could be a possibility. Yeah, it'd actually be that'd be interesting if that were to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that yeah, we'd have to be given a reason why she was put in carbonite. So I just want to add a yeah. note. So when they land their ship in the spot in the whatever landing dock, and then it skipped a little bit. But I just wanted to note Echo's new helmet, how it like now it flips up. Before oh, I yeah, yeah. like think that it's supposed to always be like that. Like, it might have been a modification. It could have just been a modification or just so for this episode could, yeah. or something. But I just thought it was cool that... Yeah, but, which true. reminds me of another video it's that so cool. I saw of in the earlier episode. When they're in on Camino, they put Omega's head in front of Echo. Yeah, I was thinking hide, that too. So they can hide the animation of Echo putting his helmet on. <laughs> but yeah. Um, another note, another chain code station on Pantora. Which is the exact same as the one in Silicon mm-hmm. Line. Yeah. And then yep. another note, Wrecker and Tech stay back at the ship for repairs, first of all, but also to um, take the scanner out so they can manually scramble it if they need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main reasons why they landed there. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if it'll lead to their shuttle being... One of the very few ships that don't have the chain code, kind of like the Razor Crest. Mm-hmm. Oh, pre Empire, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So if you scrap or you take out that Razor Crest, am I thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was kind of cool because they land in that bay, and the Bad Batch are so new to this whole like money and like they have to find food now because yeah. they don't have the Republic to back them mm-hmm. up. So it's really interesting that like they didn't have any idea how to bribe this guy. Because tech was like, okay, here's your first handful of credits. And then the guy didn't flinch. And then he gave him the second handful of credits. So it's like, if that guy didn't react to him on the second handful, I'm curious if he just stuck his hand out 
it would just be his hand would just be full of credits yeah because they have no idea how to bribe this guy right which i thought is a very interesting aspect is yeah. because the galaxy is changing so fast mm-hmm. in this time period same with those chain code stations First galactic empire. yes empire. <laughs> it was like those those stations <clears throat> they are saying already that all the current or all the i guess the past mm-hmm. now all their past credits aren't valuable anymore so you can exchange them all for imperial credits at no cost. Yeah. And it's crazy to me that they're going so uniform so quickly with this massive empire system. And then when Hunter and Echo and Omega are in town, Echo gets sold off as a droid <laughs> for 3,000 credits. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And then. Yeah. The guy says 2,000 and then Echo's like, I'm worth more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then while that's happening, Omega steps off to the side and sees a little animal. He's like, "It kind of looks like a dog." Hello there. (laughs) I find it so funny how Wrecker has been subbing sidelines so often right now. Like he was so prominent and showed heroism in the first episode, and then these past three, he's been sitting on the sidelines a lot, which is kind of cool, just simply because. Wrecker, if Wrecker was in that situation rather than like let's say Echo, then let's say that guy, the sales guy, didn't give him Hunter what he wanted, Wrecker would have just destroyed the place, yeah. And there wouldn't be any sort of like risk involved, I guess, yeah. So having Wrecker sit on the sidelines is like like a pretty genius move for storytelling at this point. I mean, they also just made a blatantly logical explanation for it too like they're trying to fit in and it was like you kind of stand out like a sore thumb and they're creating a story yeah so it's kind of it's a a two birds with one stone thing so Mm -hmm. it's cool i don't mind that at all i i i was a little disappointed in the episode because it's kind of like we've been waiting for three weeks now and nothing crazy has happened since the first one So it's like it, I'm kind of hoping that now at episode five next week, or actually this week, that things will finally start to really pick up speed. Yeah, I thought it was also interesting though when Fennec, uh, or like Omega was hungry, right? And then she's like, "Oh, you're hungry," or something like that. And then she like just went and bumped into the chick and then stole one of her things for her, like to build the trust, right? Yeah. So that Omega would trust her a little bit more than she should be. I just yeah. thought that was really interesting yeah. and like, I don't know, just kind of like shows Fennec's character that she's smart and knows how to. F- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah. She knows how to, but she also knows that Omega's a child and children are very impressionable. Mm-hmm. So the, like the, the first viewing, I've seen this episode three times and the first watch. I've seen it twice. <laughs> I've seen it once yesterday. I was like, it once was on Friday when it was released by myself before people came over. And then the Never second again. time was with Adrian and my sister because they didn't see it yet. And then the next day, I had another buddy who didn't see it yet. Ironically, Jeff. Jeff, if you're going to be watching episodes with me, you may as well just stay for the recording. I will forever be annoyed until you join. But yeah, so I saw it three times. And it's I, picked, I pick up on a lot of stuff within three watches. And it's interesting to me now, the lines of Fennec to Omega, it's kind of like, I wonder if... Omega will kind of use that or kind or uh use that kind of lessons in her oh yeah 
or enter all that stuff just to kind of see if she'll copy your she'll be see if she'll what's cop- the word i'm looking for i don't know see if she'll copy phoenix actions just like she copied like Hunter. a role model In type hi- thing along the kind of along the lines of that because she's super impressionable so if she is told that it's okay to disobey the rules Every once in a while, she did. She did. Every every once in a while, like, it's okay to obey, disobey the or break the rules, because it's a very dangerous galaxy by yourself. And then she's also got a gun in her belt, which Omega notices. And you know, what do you have a gun? And Fennec's like to protect myself. So it's kind of like, oh, maybe Omega will pick up some sort of weapon if she's ever in a solo episode or something happens to her that she one. ends up fighting something by herself and she needs a weapon mm-hmm. or something something it, it's super super subtle but this it, it could impact omega a lot in the upcoming episodes what you were just saying reminds me of fight the caribbean when um barbosa says to jack says like they're more of what you call guidelines than actual rules mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> does he say it to jack or does he say it to pretty sure he says to jack I thought he said it to what's her face, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, yeah, because she remember because she was the one that like bargained with him, and then he was like, "They aren't rules as as to Mister Guidelines." Yes, and I love his acting, <coughs> Bar- Barbosa. It's amazing. Anyways, <laughs> it isn't getting into the thing; it's it's getting out. Just like ah, oh. okay. Sorry, that yeah, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, but recently I like binged all of the movies, so that's kind of why. <laughs> oh. Okay, so ironically, what I'm actually going to say next is right after Fennec and Omega are talking. So Hunter comes in, and a like a, a fight between Fennec and Hunter happens. And let's just, I, I want to just appreciate the animation for this. It's like all of maybe 10 seconds, but it was like super impressive 10 seconds of hand to hand combat. Like mm-hmm. um, the Winter Soldier in Captain America? A little bit. A little bit of that knife, little, the knife little flippy thingy that Bucky does. And then after their fight, uh, Hunter is exhausted and he's kind of panting the same way Qui Gon does in episode one. Like she's highly trained. And this is kind of like, okay, so who trained Fennec? Because no one, I was actually kind of going to get into that. Maybe not, <laughs> not, Bo, not Boba explicitly, but yeah. maybe Django. Yeah, yeah. So the reason why I say Django is because like maybe it's just a theory. Maybe perhaps when he's being that template for the clone army, he is also running his own little bounty hunter gang. Because the guys in Empire Strikes Back, I would like to think that's Boba's gang kind of thing. Because Boba's the only one that really mentioned, right? So I'd like to think that Jango would have done the same thing. And maybe Fennec is part of that little gang. So after Jango dies in the Geonosian arena, Fennec stays loyal to Boba because it's, I guess, she doesn't really know the clone army all that well at this point. So maybe just her being loyal to Boba is kind of like a 
that life thing that Boba tells Mando in the Mandalorian where Mando's like, or where Boba's like, we said that we would ensure the safety of the child. So until the child comes is safely back in your possession under your care, we are in your debt. And maybe it's kind of like that kind of play on Fennec being loyal to Boa just because his dad died. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's how they form that long connection. Maybe Fennec is the one who saved Boa from the Sarlacc pet in the first place. And he was just repaying her a favor. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. To be brutally honest, I didn't actually think of that until right now. <laughs> <laughs> that actually almost makes it better. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of like, oh, Dengar saved him, or this guy saved him. But I actually, I do think Fennec did. It's possible that she did, yeah. And in, in Legends, Dengar saves Boba from the Sarlacc pit, and Boss saves saves him one other time in a different comic. But I think the Fennec Shan thing is going to be the canon one. Hmm. I do have. I call them more points, but uh, I figured, do you guys have any something you want to go nuts on? Huh. Um. I mean, it was kind of interesting that even Omega was pretty quick with problem solving yeah. in the chase and like just being aware of things, right? Because like Fennec drops her onto that truck thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, <coughs> she's basically like looking like, what can I do? What can I do? And then she sees the switch to make the thing go Something. up. <laughs> so she hits that. <laughs> Could just and be like then, a moment of panic. Like, just do it anyways. But I don't know. She's probably, yeah. No, probably had no idea what that's what she's going to do. But it was kind of like a, one of those split reactions. Like, oh, there's something here. Let's push this. Because something's yeah. going to happen. A switch, mm-hmm. a switch or a button will do something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she was trying to get rid of Fennec, too. Yeah. yeah she yeah. was... Yeah. At first, yeah, I thought it was, like, the happen. control for, like, the pitch of the machine. So, like, I thought it would just crash, but... Either that like or make it, like, go fa- like accelerate or... Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. first thought it was going to be make it go faster. Yeah. But... This <laughs> is kind of funny how it's just, a, like, a space dump truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the driver just has no idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, also to note that Wrecker finds the, the scanner thing and rips it out. Just to note. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, what to rip out. <laughs> oh, also when um, Omega finds the sewers and just goes into that, immediately reminding me of Ezra in Rebels. They're not like the disgusting ones. It's just sewer systems. Um, I was kind of thinking of Empire Strikes Back. Luke versus Vader. Hmm? After they... After Luke, I guess, shoves, like, not maybe not shoves, but Vader falls down the carbonite chamber deck platform thingy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Luke jumps down after him, and then they're in the tunnels. And then the, oh, yeah. uh, he and the Vader breaks the glass, which forces Luke out the window, and he hangs on to stuff. So it's kind of like that little play on, I guess, Omega going down to the tunnels, coming up from the ladder, getting blasted back and hanging off the yeah. little thing. Because they go down, because in both instances, they go down, but then when they go back into open air, they're actually very high up. Yeah. Yeah. Big brain. Star Wars parallels. There is a massive list of those. Oh, and then when she's in the sewer, and then she runs into Wrecker, and then Wrecker's like, "Ah, keep going, I got this, and then gets knocked out right away. (laughs) Which I actually have something on that, too. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of I was not expecting (laughs) Fennec to just drop the dude there. The thing was, is I don't think it was just the impact of him, of her swinging him into the side there. 
I think it must have had to do something with that gas, which doesn't really make sense because yeah. I feel like their helmets should do something about that. Or potentially it could be a side effect of past injury. Mm-hmm. When you both That's what I was thinking. Because I have Wreckers taking out rather driving down that place, but yeah. Yeah. It was like I have Wreckers taken out rather easily mm-hmm. by Fennec. Despite Fennec's training as an assassin, like it, it makes sense that she could beat someone like Wrecker, but at the speed that she did is kind of like okay. It was kind of odd to have her beat Wrecker so easily. And then is it possible that the inhibitor chip is manipulating his brain? after that injury that you're just talking about and as his as the inhibitor chip strength increases that his ability like of strength and and regen his his regen skills are decreasing Mm -hmm. but it's such a super it's a super slow and then you just start shrinking into like a regular size man he's not the hulk anymore that would (laughs) suck i mean it's possible because it also, I don't know if it actually was like that, but like when he grabbed the first piece out of the ship, it wasn't like he just pulled it out easily. It kind of seemed like he like, had to put a lot of effort into could it. Could have but, just been stuck. Though. But that could have just been like, whatever. <laughs> well, even when he put it down. But yeah. I don't know. But it could just be like I just misread the scene. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever. But I think, I, something I, think I understand what you're trying to get at with that because in even the clone wars bad batch arc you had wrecker just like just pick up a gunship off of cody yeah Mm -hmm. with no issue at all rest in peace the pilot yeah pieces sorry they're very (laughs) underappreciated but he did he lifted up the entire gunship without any issue at all yeah (laughs) and then Episode one of the Bad Batch, he pushes three AATs off a cliff. In one go. Like it it takes him a little bit to get in, but once he's going, he's going. Like the, the all those all those tanks are falling off the cliff. So I do actually get what you're tr- what you're trying to get at, because it did look like he was putting a little more effort than he used to into it, and it could be a chip thing, too. Mm-hmm. Just a little side effect of what's going on. So, like, the overall Bad Batch series, the Wrecker's story is him being a badass and then slowly declining, and then Omega's being a little girl, slowly increasing to be a bad <laughs> Badass. O- Omega is going to be the new Wrecker. <laughs> Just a Hulk, a She-Hulk. <laughs> like Star, they, the Star Wars She-Hulk. They all have, in this one story, they all have their individual stories. Kind of like the X-Men. X-Men, MCU. Typical Superhero TV stuff. show. But yeah. It, they have ability most, to complement each other. Like Echo has the most crazy story. For sure. Out of these guys. And just... Honestly, like Clone Wars, Star Wars entirety. For like top five, just weird, unexpected stories, storylines. Mm-hmm. Echo, I would say there. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then fives are so easy. <laughs> R.I.P. fives. <laughs> CT five, 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 five. <laughs> yeah. A quick rewatch of that. He doesn't actually really struggle with it. No? No. Although the piece that he rips off the ship is kind of awkward. 
FSC. Yeah. Because, like, he rips off, like, or he pulls off the part of the ship that they need open. But he doesn't actually struggle with that. Oh, I guess you can't really see it. So just, just, what's the timestamp? No. Oh. 620. <laughs> Here, go, go back. Go back. Okay. And really watch the way he puts it down. See, we are doing like the way he puts that down is kind of awkward slash difficult. The way he puts the thing down, I feel like more of it is awkward than difficult, but still it looks like he kind of struggled there. But the weird thing was, is the other could have just been placing it. So just dropping it. Yeah. Cause it could have been, cause he's being a bit more gentle because mm -hmm. it's part of could his have, ship. But, he's, yeah. he, but Wrecker is still superhuman. But that what actually wasn't at all. Like after watching that, it was like, Oh, whatever. I don't know. It could be something that could play into that, though. Like, his strength could decrease as the chip's it strength is, increases. It is possible. If I mean, we don't correct that something we, we happened don't with the yeah, I don't know. chip. Theories, boys. Because we have no idea. They could do some crazy stuff with the inhibitor chips that none of us are prepared to, to witness. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, we'll I did pick up on another parallel. The uh, the little clone doll Mega picks up is kind of a a parallel with Jyn Erso's Stormtrooper doll in Rogue One. Did you pick that up by watching it or somewhere else on the internet? Oh, I watched Rogue One pretty recently. So it's possible they've actually made a lot of those. It was, it was interesting yeah. how it was a Phase 1 clone trooper, though. So that thing is old. Hmm. Part of a bygone era. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, wow. Oh, actually, I mean, it's going back a little bit, but I did find it interesting. So, like, now, because the Empire is, like, and Imperial stuff is just getting, like, instituted, it was like, oh, yeah, get rid of all your other cur uh, credits and currencies for all of your other credits. By the time Mandalorian hits, Grief Karga gives him, like, actual, cur like, Imperial credits, and then Mando's like, I don't want that. Yeah. Like, that's that's useless. Like that could be PTSD. That's not worth a lot. So. And that is diesel. That is Christ. post. This one gave me my fuel. Yeah, and that is post Empire. Republic credits will do fine. <laughs> no, they won't. Republic credits will do fine. No, Republic they won't. Early money. You want to buy? I want to buy you sticks. <laughs> you don't want to sell me death sticks. I do not want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Episode two is very underrated. <laughs> but I will be kind of honest, though. This episode wasn't all that impressive. Yeah. It's it was also like, pretty short. <laughs> it's also the shortest one. It went from an hour and 10 to like 27 to 25 to 23. So. Oh, two. And to like three. Oh, two. And to be going up, not down. Is, uh, credits. So. And. It's kind of it was kind of one of those episodes where it's like really I waited a week for this, over promise under deliver kind of thing. Yeah, but yet not really. It kind pushes of. the story forward, but like the I hate that word filler. I've said it before. <laughs> it so. What? But when it but if if the next like two or three episodes are kind of the same tone, it's kind of like. <laughs> why did we need to have sixteen episodes? You can literally get rid of. Like episode like two even, 
we didn't really need to see a Kyle Quain thing. Yeah. Right? And it was you don't need to see... They probably could have just put like... They could have combined two and three storylines and just take out Kyle Quain. Or just, just a, leaving, him, leaving him real quick. Because that episode pretty much just explained what the chain codes are. So That's fair. In that way... Just maybe not important. that long, though, because yeah. they could save a lot of time just kind of just driving it forward. Like, I don't know. It's just... Because they could do a longer episode of about 40 minutes and then... Or something like that. But then have episode two as somewhat of the first half and then episode three is somewhat of the second half. Because mm-hmm. episode two, they go to Seleucami, yeah, and then that storyline there explains the chain codes and how they originated, more or less. And then they have like an interlude near the middle of them traveling to the moon, Concordia, or something like that. Yeah. And then have them, that thing, explain um, part of what uh, happened with Crosshair while they're also on the moon. Mm. But then in that part, focus more on crosshair than the guy, than them on the moon. Yeah. I mean, I still have a lot of hope. There's still a lot of build up that there. I like, I'm saying this now, like, kind of like it all oh, is kind of disappointing. But there tends to be a lot of content that goes back to these kind of things, these kind of episodes where we didn't think they were that important at the time. It was kind of like the whole Thor the Dark World thing. Like, yeah. It was not the greatest received Marvel movie. Still is. But Endgame went back to that period of time, mm-hmm. showing that it and went And it important. was like super significant. Yeah. So, saying, like, as of now, it wasn't the most impressive episode, but in like maybe like episode 10 or 11, it's like the most important one that everyone just slept on it, kind of thing. But I still feel like there's hope for Crosshair to be, in a way, somewhat rejoined with the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. It There's could potential. Well, like, listen, I feel like episode five could be potentially focused a bit more on Crosshair, and oh. then extend cool. or expand his story, tell his story, what's going on there, and show like the more of the psychological effects, side effects that have happened on him. He is already showing signs of some sort of conflict, but I think. I personally don't think Crosshair will actually rejoin the Bad Batch. That I think, think I think yeah. he will die for his redemption. Mm-hmm. He does something against the Empire that causes his life to to rescue his brothers or something like that. I also just thought like it could be there could be a potential for the after like every other mission or something they, the Empire could just Tarkin could, could just say revamp his chip again or something you know what happened to me i was cast aside i was forgotten i feel like what mall. i survived yeah, and i will thrive in the chaos that is to come yeah that's clone wars let's go yeah. but there could be a possibility that tarkin decides hey we don't need i this see him canope <laughs> Man, that's uh, that is really the only things that stood out to me. Again, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't all that impressive of an episode. It's just kind of a more, more questions on Fennec Shan now. But we got really. an hour's worth mm-hmm. of talk. So that is true. I oh, think bad. we should draw it to a close there. 
Um, Unless you guys got anything uh, else to add at all? I think we should just call it for tonight. Um, Thank you so much, everybody. Whether you listened to all the episodes, to a couple of them, or even just this one, or hopefully not just this one. Um, But (laughs) I'd just like to shout out just, you know, where we're at. We got people in Canada, mostly BC, but we've also got people in the U.S., quite a few states in the U.S., Ohio, Virginia, California, Washington, Texas, New Jersey, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Florida, New York. I don't know if you guys listen just once or many times, but thank you. Also got people in Germany. Oh, there goes my chair. Um, (laughs) And then we've also got people or a person in Brazil. What's up, dude? I'm going to go to Brazil one day, dude. Hopefully you guys can understand us (laughs) and make sense of what we're talking about. And hopefully you guys or ladies, girls, whatever. We... We appreciate you. We like equality, okay? We we appreciate the listen. And yes. we would love to hear some feedback from anyone. Feedback. Would Good be or great. bad. We'll deal with it. Um yeah, I think that's what we got for episode twelve. And we bill we, we, we bill will be continuing on episode five of the Bad Batch. Premiering this Friday. Yes. And then we will be, after that, after that, as Bad Batch goes on, we will be starting talking about Loki when it starts. So we'll be... Which I think we still need to talk about how we want to do it, because if we do Mm -hmm. both episodes, they're going to be like two hours long. Yeah. So I'm just going to put this out here, probably just leave this in. We have this idea of doing a separate episode for... Bad Batch and Loki recorded on the same day. It would be great for feedback for this idea. Because <laughs> there's <laughs> one option. We could just do um, Bad Batch and then Loki in one episode, but that would be like a two-hour long episode. Potentially. Or, depends on the con- uh, on the content. Potentially, mm-hmm. yeah. Or have um, one episode for Bad Batch and then record right after that or a bit after that another, the episode for Loki. That's what we think. Let us know. Hopefully, um, you can reach us at uh, Jabba's Pit Crew at gmail.com or you can find us on Anchor at Jabba's Pit Crew. Wherever you or, tend to stream your podcast, yeah. we will probably be there. Share it with your friends or if something. you have any. It, wait, share it with your friends. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Time enough. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>